You are Locked on Wild, your Minnesota Wild, every day here on the Locked on Podcast Network. I'm your host, Joe Bully of ZoneCoverage.com, and with me is Tony Abbott of The Athletic Minnesota. Tony, how are you? I'm doing all right. I uh, I did a lot of productive things today. I, I cleaned the kitchen, I did my dishes, and then my brother called me up. He lives up in Duluth, and then I yelled at him for not doing my dishes, so it was a very productive day. <laughs> All right, and I also want to bring our special guest, Jesse Pierce from the NHL.com, The Athletic Minnesota, Touchpoint Media, and, of course, Bar Down Beauties. Jesse, how was your day? Uh, you know, it was okay. It was a lot of cleaning as, as well. I didn't yell at my brother about not doing it. I yelled at my husband instead because he's home with me, too. So that's fun for both of us. <laughs> um, but, no, thanks for having me, you guys. I appreciate it. It's all right. What was, uh, what was the cleaning project? It was literally every room. So I'm I'm terrible where I have to go like room by room, right? Okay. And he would rather just kind of pick it like up as he goes. I'm like, no, we focus on one room at a time. So it's it was more or less not just the cleaning. It was like the way it should be done, which, of course, is my way. Um, yeah. And so it was it was kind of we ended up getting the boys rooms both clean and our bedroom done. So tomorrow it is the bathroom in the kitchen and the living room. The, the absolute I mean, the living room's fine. Except I'm bad at like attend like anything that requires attention to detail. I'm awful at cleaning. Uh, <laughs> the uh, the bathroom and the kitchen, of course, are like uh, on the on the Olympics podium of worst chores. It's that oh, and laundry. A hundred percent. See, yeah, laundry. It's it's the putting away of the laundry, right? I don't. I can throw clothes in the washer and the dryer. Then I have to like put them away, and that's where I really fail. I think is yeah, just that whole process. Well, that's like saying like the worst part of doing the dish or the 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 part that you're good at at doing the dishes, right? Yeah. Is I'm good at cooking the food and not stirring <laughs> the dishes, which exactly. I know. I'm yeah. great at dirtying dishes. I just did some right now. Yeah, I'm uh, quite good at the cooking, but I'm always told to do the dishes so that either they I do them or they don't get done. Joe, you have so, three kids. I know, it's, it's <laughs> brutal. Uh, but, you know, you talked about the, putting the laundry away. So my parents are divorced. They divorced when I was 11. So I went back and forth week by week between my parents because they lived in the same town and everything. But uh, so I essentially lived out of a laundry basket slash suitcase back and forth for uh, probably a good seven years of my life. <laughs> That'll, yeah. See, that just sounds not fun. Like in general, right? I just close everywhere. My husband always gets on me. There are clothes everywhere in our bedroom because I just have that. I can't put them away. No. I, just, I just, I might wear it later. Who knows? It's true. It's true. Like jeans never get dirty, for example. Yeah. And, and if they do get a stain on them, and I mean, depending on where it's at and what kind of stain <laughs> it is, but they look more distinguished. Like if an oil grease stain, come on. Yeah. I don't know. character. Felt- <laughs> I slipped in some mud and that like I almost cried because I knew that I would have to wash them. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, how are you coping with the uh, the shutdown of the NHL? Uh, hopefully just until the end of the month. But uh, at least for now, how are you de- coping with that, Jesse? It's, you know, it's weird, right? Like it just has this weird feel about it. Um, it's It's kind of been surreal. And I think in general, days seem to be lost like it feels like we've been without the nhl a lot longer than i mean just a week right and i think it probably is because the wild were gone prior to that too so it seems like it's been a bit since i've seen them but it just it feels like a day feels like a week which feels like a month like i feel like we've been without sports and without hockey particularly for much longer than a week Mm -hmm. but here we are um you know it's 
we're we're coping. We're getting through. I mean, yeah. the world still turns without sports. It's just funny how you don't realize how important sports can be to you, you know, in your personal life or in your professional life until they're not there anymore. And then you're kind of like, oh, I didn't realize how much time I really spent involved in sport um, now that it's not here. So it's it's different, but we're getting through day by day. Are you uh, picking up any uh, any uh, hobbies or anything? I'm I need to find a hobby. Desperately need to find a hobby, you guys. You I uh, what do you like doing? Like, what's what's your I mean, idea of, of like a, a relaxing sportsless sportsless day? I see. In the summer, I thrive, right? Because hockey is is on a hiatus during the summer months usually. So, put me on a lake, give me a beer and some tunes, and I am the happiest girl in the world. Can't really do any of that right now. Um, so, and I don't know if that classifies itself as a hobby as much as just like a hangout, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I do kind of like crafting, or I like, you know, um, home decorating. I'm taking this time to maybe focus on like doing a little home deco or doing kind of some different things mm-hmm. there, or some thrifty things. But I am kind of yearning for an actual hobby that we could do. But again, we're kind of. Uh, limited being quarantined too so that has uh made it different right like oh we can't really go out and find a hobby i mean we'll see it's uh i'm open to suggestions if you guys right. got some i'm open to them on that perfect summer day you're describing are you on a boat just hanging out doing some boating some tubing that kind of thing or are you fishing both uh go yeah. f- i love i love to start my day with a good good fishing outing for a little bit spend mm-hmm. uh spend your morning out there and then kind of come back and i could just i Give me a lake. I don't care. I don't care what I'm doing on a lake. I just need to be on a lake, and that's that's my happy place. Right? Yeah, Combine <laughs> fishing and tubing, right? Yeah, I think so. Why not? Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have a coworker who originally is from California, and he loves Minnesota. And he just says that he cannot just the concept of going up north to a lake and just kind of getting away from the hustle and bustle of work. He says he just he fell in love with that, and he. You know, this is California, right? Where it's surfing and, you know, Laid back. You, you go out to San uh, San Diego and there's surfers in there on a weekday in the, just some random September afternoon they're, and they're just surfing. Well, you, you know, got to do be... it on a, you got to do it on a weekday because if you do it on a weekend, the beach is infested. It's packed. It's infested by shoobies. <laughs> what are, what are shoobies? Uh, they are, uh, it's, it's from... <laughs> It is from the cartoon, the Nicktoon Rocket Power. And, oh, I remember that show. Okay. All and right. I believe it is uh, it is people who wear socks and, oh, shoes, and shoes on the beach. <laughs> oh, that makes people. sense. Yeah. That makes sense. That's so funny. <laughs> I certainly wouldn't do that on a boat. No. Wuggity, 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 wuggity. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna ask you actually some uh, some hockey questions too. But uh, once we again, think of some, only if we have to. Yeah, we're, yeah. We're, we're gonna try to take the break maybe to think of some here. <laughs> so um, let's let's jump into our first break, and uh, we'll come back. Uh, Jesse Pierce from the NHL.com and uh, Touchpoint Media is our special guest today. You're listening to Locked On Wild. Welcome back to Locked On Wild here. I've got uh, Tony and Jesse Pierce from the Ash Athletic Minnesota and uh, Touchpoint Media. Also, Bar Down Beauties is also her podcast that she hosts with uh, Alexis Pearson. Um, 
Your uh, Mata Mirai Zephyrs won the state championship in Class A. What what's your thoughts on that? Whoop whoop, go Zephs! <laughs> um, I love it. It's it's so exciting. They had been there, I think, four straight years, and were never able to claim that ultimate prize. Usually, kind of ran into a buzzsaw in that in the semifinal game. But for them to get there with the team that um, wasn't really their strongest contending team, even I know last year they had quite a quite a few seniors that graduated. So. Coming in this year, they were a little bit younger. I think their goalie was just a sophomore. So for them to pull that out was unreal. Um, Coach Poschel there actually gave me my start in hockey. I was a stats girl for the Zephyr hockey team my senior year uh, in 2006. What stats did you keep? Did you do Corsi? We did. (laughs) Yeah, what if we did? Like a senior girl being able to understand that? No, a senior (laughs) anybody back in 2006. Not, not happening. (laughs) We were ahead of our curve, right? Ahead of our time. I don't even really Um, think Corsi was a thing until like a little bit after that. (laughs) I think it was like 07, 08, I think is when we finally first started hearing about it. Jesse's just Um, like, I knew the expected goals of the Mahatnami team. Yes, totally. Right. Like outside knew, well, that was going to be important someday, but uh, no, nobody Um, listened. They said, Jesse, you're a fool. Stats are for nerds. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Watch the game. I'll I'll go write some words instead. Forget these numbers. I'll just choose the language and and talk about it that way. Sorry to interrupt. um, No, that's fair. It was, it's funny because it was literally, it was such basic stuff. It was like, face-offs and um, battles won and things like that. But me, that was really the my first introduction to like knowing even those simple aspects of the game. Sure. So it's like I always kind of go back to that like, wow, that really kind of was a big deal in, in my little life because I didn't realize what a face-off one looked like or what a battle mm-hmm. one or anything like that. So it was, it was, I mean, truthfully, I did it just to be around hockey and hang out with some hockey guys at the time and being, <laughs> you know, a senior girl in high school. Sure. But um, yeah, so it's super exciting to see him. He was the coach back then and he gave us a shot and to see him achieve victory and and bring that to Matamita. It's their first ever in, in history of the school for hockey. So um, go Zeps, proud of you. I uh, hope to see them there again there next year. Absolutely. It was a fun game against uh, the What's you know? What's funny is uh, is Hermantown was always kind of the bridesmaid, never the bride. Yeah, I was going to say years. it sounds like Matamia was uh, was uh, Hermantown Junior. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they just yeah could never get past there, and I do. I always. I'm sorry, Hermantown people. I used to laugh every year that Hermantown just could never pull it out. Like, oh my God, you guys really get second place? Like, that's just sad. Like, so it's yeah, kind of like the. Uh, do they play Hermantown in the final then? Yes, they, they did. did. So yeah. it's kind of like if the uh, if the Vikings and Bills played in the Super Bowl, like somebody had to win. <laughs> that's, that's actually a really good analogy, pretty with, much. Uh, with Hermantown, I think they were runners up to St. Thomas Academy like four years in a row. Yeah. And then after St. Thomas Academy made the jump, then they lost, I think, two years in a row to like East Grand Forks yep. or something like that. They just can never seem to get over the hump no matter who it was. Yeah. And uh, it was kind of funny how that happened. But with Hermantown seemingly making the finals all, all this time, seems like people are rallying around a hating Hermantown like they do Edina. Well, because it's kind of like they just, yeah, you're always here. You know, go play double. Like, I think people argue that they should go play double A. And I, you know, not to start that whole controversy because there's a lot that goes into all of that. Mm-hmm. But it is, it's like you're there. You're not even challenging yourself. And it's, it seems like it's exhausting to always see Hermantown. It's always Hermantown, <laughs> right? It's always, you know, that's who you're going to meet. So I think you do, you cheer for the team that could take them out. Um, you know, not that Matamita is this 
out of nowhere school. Like I said, they've been there quite a few times at the tournament and have had successful seasons in general. So I, I don't want to try to make it sound like they're the Greenway Colorain team of last <laughs> right, year, right? right, right. But, uh, um, yeah, I would say I think Hermantown is just like, give someone else a chance. Like, I don't think everybody <laughs> deserves a chance, but just like, not you guys all the time. <laughs> my high school, I went to Shakopee and uh, my senior year, which was 05, was the first time our hockey team made it to the state tournament. We're actually on TV um, in hockey. And for years, we kept losing to Orno in the section final. Uh-huh. And we just... It's, we had better teams uh, prior to the one that actually made state. We had better players, I think as a, you know, with, with more talent on it, we just cannot get over the hump to Orono. And finally that our, my senior year, we busted through and we, we got dominated by the Totino grace in the, uh, the first quarter final. So it was like, well, that was short lived. Ah, those cake eaters. They're cake eaters, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, Totino had, yeah, I would say Totino could classify as a cake eating school, right? Yeah. Well, the, the school that we, Private. the school that we hated that was in our conference for, I, well, so, okay. So I'll go back. There's a lot of kids in my class that really did not play like playing prior lake because of the, we were really close to each other in vicinity. And a lot of the kids, uh, especially in hockey, it actually started off as a, in the youth programs, a shock prior Lake. It was a joint kind of youth thing. And we were like one of the last years that they were together, but I always did. I always hated playing a uh, uh, Holy angels. And it seemed like they were just those, that team that uh, the, the, you know, the, the pr- prototypical uh, private school that would recruit and, and, pulled players from uh, from other schools and uh, always seemed to play really well. I mean, I, I remember watching Larry Fitzgerald Jr. play at like one of the homecoming games while I was in high school. And that's like the Larry Fitzgerald that we know, right? Right, yeah. Yeah, I think he was a running back <laughs> at that time. But yeah, I mean, he was dominant even then. That's it crazy. Craziness, yeah. That's super um, crazy. But uh, yeah, it, it's it was just one of those things. Like yeah, you, y'all you have those those teams that you like to have the rivalry with, and hopefully Matamidi can develop that with Hermantown with yeah, more uh, state yeah. tournament appearances with each other. Exactly, and it used to be you said St. Tom. I mean St. Thomas used to be when I was in high school. That was the team that you hated to play. I think Jordan Schrader was on the team when he was like in eighth grade <laughs> when we were when I was in high school. So it was like oh this little eighth grade kid for St. Thomas and these private schools, and <laughs> now that they're out and yeah, so it's it was pretty funny, but. Yeah, maybe they At developed five, that with nine, Jordan Trader would have been like one of the tallest high school kids too. I'm sure. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. <laughs> oh, good old Jordan Trader. Yeah. Uh, he's, we... Where is he playing? I think he's playing in Germany right now. There's uh, uh some of my work involves uh, involves me looking up like random European league hockey stats, and there's one league. I think it's I think it's the German league. That has like so many former Minnesota Wild fourth liners. It's wild. Oh really? Oh funny. Yeah, it's like Jordan Schrader and uh, and like guys like Andrew Ebbett, just like uh, oh. guys who were here for like a minute. Yeah, you're like who? Wait, when? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A, a bunch of those guys are in Europe and, and doing very well there. They're uh, they're in the like in the top fifty of their respected leagues and points. So, okay. I mean, honestly, that good for them. I couldn't do it. Where's Justin Fontaine at? Oh, yeah. We spent a lot of ink on writing about how good he was up and down the uh, 
And the, the thing lineup. was, he was really good at his role too. Like I, I don't, I don't get, uh, I, I don't get how he fell off the because he he went to uh, he went to Edmonton and he got buried in the minors right away and he just kind of stayed there too. We're we're gonna find out where Justin Fontaine is. <laughs> I, I would be surprised if he's nowhere because I feel like if he was somewhere, he would. You be, would know. You would yeah. you would have a, a pulse on it. Uh. Uh, I guess uh, this year he's been in the the German league, but uh, again, <laughs> <laughs> but he's only been there for uh, he's only been there for eight games. And he must have been injured or something like that. Okay, hmm. There we go. I, I had a feeling he was in the German league as soon as you brought him up because your Fontaine radar is usually high. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's it's pretty cool. Um, let's remember some guys. Let's yeah, yeah let's pour one out. <laughs> You know what's one place that hasn't been raided yet, and I'm surprised is the liquor stores. You uh, you haven't been up to White Bear then. Apparently, I took them all out here right now. <laughs> <laughs> People were worried about the toilet paper down at Cup of Foods. I was like, ah, I'm gonna head over this way instead and <laughs> load up on some McGolden Light and some vodka. And we're you gotta have something to trade for the toilet paper. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Exactly. We'll loot you later and steal your toilet paper later after we. We were a few beers in. You've heard of, you've seen the, those people who bought like $70,000 of like hand sanitizer and stuff like that. And yeah. then they get pulled on Amazon and they're like, oh, poor me. I've got no one to sell my hands. And I think they had to, there was that one in like Tennessee or whatever. And first of all, they were like concerned for their safety, right? Because all of a sudden they put it out in public. Like, Which they should these be. People like, are, right? Like, you guys look like assholes now yeah um but yeah i think like the police made them donate it or something like that right i think i'd i'd heard in like a an update like they had to give it all yes you're out i mean how much money is that how much money are you out Uh, i don't know i've seen i've seen some people do or i i've seen some people spend like seventy thousand dollars yeah just just to buy up stuff so just to be jerks thousands of dollars load the the pickup truck bed full of like cleaning wipes and stuff like that to hopefully make a hundred grand on Amazon. And like, yeah. and like the same, the, at the same time too, you got to think about it. Like I don't, I look, if you're in a position where like, you know, you got laid off or, you know, maybe your partner got laid off or, 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 you know, maybe you're shut down and you can't work for two weeks or maybe, uh, maybe, you know, your 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 job shut down shop and said, "Well, uh, have fun." Um, I I get you know looking to to do something to to get you through if you're in a bad situation, right? I get that, but these people had seventy thousand dollars <laughs> to buy sanitizer. I know, uh, like that's crazy. That's uh, it, it's it's disturbing, is what it is. Um, so we're going to take another break here, but I do want to actually pivot to the wild here in the next segment. Um, just because it is, uh, I, I saw something we're on contractually Twitter. obligated to talk about the Minnesota <laughs> yeah, wild at some that's, point. That's, eventually it will come around. <laughs> that's essentially what it is. So let's, uh, let's fulfill our contractual obligations in the next segment and uh, we'll take a quick break. You're listening to lockdown wild. Welcome back to Locked on Wild here on the Locked on Podcast Network. Jesse Pierce from uh, Bar Down Beauties, Touchpoint Media, Athletic.com, and NHL.com is our special guest. Tony, um, we're on a break <laughs> with the Minnesota Wild, but we don't uh, – it's not for a lack of talkers here. So 
Um, the big thing, Jesse, that I want to uh, first uh, touch off on here is, uh, is Miko Koivu. We brought him up on our, on our episode yesterday, but um, you know, with, if this thing goes real long and let's say the regular season is actually canceled or even maybe the playoffs get axed or something like that, depending on the length of this thing, is this, do, do you feel like Miko's done? And it is, and, and if that's the case, is this a situation where, you know, it's sort of disappointing that uh, if this is really kind of his last hurrah with the Minnesota Wild, that, uh, you know, he um, doesn't really get a chance to go out playing games. Right. I mean, it's tough. It's, I can't imagine what's kind of swirling in Miko's head because I think it was pretty apparent that this would probably be his final season. You know, he just turned 37 last week, I think last Thursday, in fact, when everything shut down. Um, But it's, it was, you know, evident that, okay, he was going to finish out his career here. You know, I think when Bill Guerin approached him and asked if he wanted to trade and, you know, move his no trade. And he said, no, he, you know, I think that became more clear that this is where he wants to, to call a retirement. Um, But yeah, because he's also a competitor and I don't think that that's how he wants his legacy to end. I don't think that's how anybody would want their legacy to end, frankly. But then you also consider, you know, the contracts up and how does that look how if for not just him, but for any player, when you return now, if you, if you say the season's done, so does that mean that those guys officially are done or do you now look at extending him another year or two years? Well, then that opens mm-hmm. up a whole new can of worms, right? Because I don't think there's room on the roster for Amiko Koivu next season. Unfortunately, a great captain, a great leader, but I think his time is done. And I don't think in Bill Guerin's plan, there was going to be a Miko next year. Um, but of course, Bill, I think is a fair person too. So I'm, I'm sure it warrants a conversation with Miko. Um, and nobody knows what Miko's going to do more than Miko. Miko will never let anybody in. We've all tried, <laughs> um, you know, so I think it's, it's hard to tell, but I have to imagine for him, it's, it'd be a lot of heartache to know that this is how they went out, especially when the Wilds were making that true, genuine push toward the end there. And it looked like, you know, maybe, he could go out with one final playoff run and not have it end on, um, you know, the last year's poor, disappointing season followed up by this year. So um, I don't know. It's I'm I'm interested, obviously, just as everyone else is. But I would be I'd be more surprised to see Miko come back than I would. You know, I, I see retirement more in his future. But again, mm-hmm. given the circumstances, I wouldn't be entirely shocked either, I guess, if he said, I need to try again. Mm -hmm. One thing I kind of find interesting about it is that his older brother, Saku, was a Montreal, like he was Mr. Montreal Canadian. I believe he was the captain for many years. And, you know, at the end of his career, he goes and he has a stint in Anaheim and, you know, he sees some success in Anaheim and he stays there. And I want, but I wonder if they have ever talked about that and just like the costs and benefits i guess uh in, in terms of you know going from you know a one one team career to having that legacy where you're you're you know not playing up the string like i said saku had some good years in, in anaheim but you know you're playing the later part of your career after spending most of your career with one team and having that you know i guess feather in your cap to going to another team Oh, 100%. But I think it was interesting. I believe um, 
Saku had spoke with Michael Russo in an athletic article after Miko's thousandth game um, about just that, right? Like, I'm sure Miko's talked to you quite a bit. And of course, we've all asked Miko, what were those conversations? And Miko says, I won't tell you. Um, But, you know, Saku, I think, had told Russo that it was very, very important to Miko to have the one team and be just one team. And I know we spoke with uh, Marion Gabrick that night too, and he had kind of said the same thing that, you know, in all of our conversations with Miko, it means, it means something to him. Um, And of course that could just, that could always just be lip service to the Minnesota media because it sounds nice, right? It sounds pretty and yay. We love that. But I do, I think, I think Miko's a very proud, proud person. Um, so I think it's, you know, it's kind of one of those things where you look at it. Does he want to go be a fourth line centerman on any other team? And I mean, it's not going to be a, a necessarily a better fit for him just because I think his prime is is past. You know, I don't know that there's much more of him to give. So if you can have, you know, go down in, in history as the guy that played with one team for your entire career and just kind of, like you said, have that feather in your cap. I do think that that is meaningful to him. Again, that can all change given the the situation. And um, I'm sure Saku probably does, does continue to talk to him, but I also can see Saku maybe even saying, Hey bud, it would be good for you to stay here. Um, sure. So it'll be, it'll be interesting. That's for sure. I'm like sure the, it isn't that way, but it would be very funny. Like if, if Saku was just like the complete opposite of Miko Koivu, if he was just like this, like uh, this, like, extreme extrovert happy-go-lucky <laughs> prank pulling right yeah oh my gosh i know like who are you, you guys are related that's insane <laughs> like, <laughs> like the uh the old proverb says that eyes are the windows into the soul except miko koivu steely eyes <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> it's, uh, it's the in. bank vault to the soul <laughs> oh it's so it's impossible like there's so many times and it's funny because like I'll try to even just give like the smile, you know, like, yay, hi. And like ease him with kindness, kill him with kindness and see if we can get anything. And it's like, oh, you just don't learn, do you? You just don't learn. You just keep asking that question. I'm like, well, I'm trying to ask it because I need the goddamn answer, man. Like, Or even like I'll try to he hates talking about anything beyond game day. And there are times when like, well, my stories do before your thousandth game. So that's he's like, well, why are we talking about it today? I'm like. Because I need my stories due today. So we need to talk about this today. <laughs> and it's just, he's, it's, you know, we give him a hard time, right? Because he is, he's a very closed off person and he's mm-hmm. very finished and that's who he is. But he's, <laughs> he's such a great guy and he really, you know, he's, he's stern, but he's fair, um, you know, and it's, he can poke fun. He does have a sense of humor. I have seen him smile. Um, it's just a very different, like sometimes you're like, was that a, was that a joke? Like, I don't, I'm not, I'm not sure. So, uh, all right. But, are um, you a, are you a Harry Potter person at all? I am. Yeah. Okay. So let's, uh, let, let's, let's sit. Let me ask this question. Mm-hmm. If, uh, if you, you know, slip some Verita serum into Miko Koivu's drink, and you can ask him one question, but only one question. What are you asking him? Oh, goodness. That's tough, right? Because I. That'll do it for part one of our conversation with Jesse Pierce of NHL.com, Touchpoint Media, and The Athletic Minnesota. Come back tomorrow for part two, where we go over many more wild topics for your enjoyment here. Check that out. As always, stay tuned to us every Monday through Friday to stay on top of everything revolving around your Minnesota Wild every day.